wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned into the show where you learn discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. Yes, actually, especially yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we're going to talk about some qualitative changes that will help you unlock, yes, unlock your potential. Qualitative changes. Now, I've talked about qualitative change in some recent episodes of the show. We'll get to that in a second. But before we do that, first of all, let me tell everyone about the daily motivation text message that I send out every single day to everyone who's in my texting community. That can be you. If it's not you already, all you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And I guarantee you that every day you'll get a message to your phone, as long as you keep paying the bill, that will keep you focused, sharp, and on point straight from me every day. And you can even respond to any of those messages and you will be texting directly with me. That number's down below in the show notes as well. Now, when it comes to qualitative changes, I've detailed the difference between a qualitative change, root word quality, and quantitative change, root word quantity. I talked about those in episodes 2228 and 2229 just a couple of weeks ago. If you didn't listen to those episodes, make sure you go listen to them if you haven't. They are linked down below in the show notes. And you can also always find every episode in the history of this show by going to workonyourgamepodcast.com. So if you haven't listened to those, you should listen to those first, actually, so you have a background understanding, foundational understanding of what I'm talking about here today. Today, what I'm going to do is go into some specifics that you can apply to your life starting today. I'd like to give you something that you can actionably go to work on right now. So let's get into it without further ado. Point number one, today's topic again, qualitative changes to unlock your potential. Number one, become a more fearless individual. Now, let me be clear. Uh, what we're talking about here today are qualitative changes. So these are changes in the quality of what you're doing, which means a change in your approach. So these changes are not 
how to do more or less of something. It is about changing the approach of what you are doing. So you could do the exact same things, but just changing your energy and changing your approach with how you're doing them. Those are the changes that we're talking about here today. There are times in life to invoke quantitative change. If you are usually 15 minutes late for work, then you might want to wake up 30 minutes earlier. So you can be 15 minutes early. That's a quantitative change. What we're talking about here today is changes in quality. So when I say be more fearless, I will refer you to episode 2197 when I gave a full breakdown on being a more fearless individual. The simple concept of being more fearless here, if I were to make it simple here, but listen to 2197 for the full context, is to stop allowing fear to slow you down, to cause you to hesitate, to invoke second guessing, and also not allowing fear to keep you from throwing your hat in the ring when you see an opportunity for yourself. Those are all ways that we allow fear to slow us down and get in our way. Many of our biggest regrets in life are not regrets of things that we did that turned out poorly, even though those may be regrets. Those aren't the biggest regrets. The biggest regrets, the ones that will eat away at your soul the most, are the regrets of things that you could have done that you did not take advantage of. And thusly, you will never know what could have been or what would have turned out. All right, those are the regrets that you always have to wonder about because you have no experiences to go off of. At least if you do something that turns out a mistake, you can say, all right, well, I did that. Now at least I know what happened. But the ones that you didn't do anything, now you always got to wonder. Those are the regrets that bother you the most because you'll never know. Being in our time here on earth or in life period is relatively short compared to the wholeness of eternity. You don't really have as much to lose as you think you do when you allow fear to slow you down. Because most of the time when we allow fear to slow us down, we're concerned about what we could possibly lose or where we could possibly fail or what could possibly go wrong. But when you really think about the big picture, the big picture of how much time you have left just on the planet, period, just in all of your life, it really is extremely short. And what you're worried about losing, you actually don't really have anyway. I mean, the only thing that we really have in life is what? The only thing we really have is time. And the time that we have here on this planet, you probably, or let's just say in this life, who knows what planet you're living on? Maybe you're in outer space listening to this podcast. But the time that we have here in life, you don't want to be sitting around, especially at the end of it or when you're close to the end of it, thinking about what you could have done simply because you're worried about what you would have lost. And only then when it's you no know, quote unquote too late, you're going to look at yourself and realize, damn, I was concerned about what I would have lost when I really didn't have anything to lose. Now everything's about to be over. I'll give you a quote. I'll actually read this excerpt. This comes from the book Steve Jobs, written by Walter Isaacson. This is a book that I've mentioned a few times. If you haven't read this book yet, I would suggest you do. And even though I'm a person who does uh, all of my books are mostly in the self-help slash personal professional development category, I would suggest that you go find yourself some books that are in the biography or autobiography or memoir category. I don't know why they have all these different names for them, but any books that are basically telling the story of a person's life and any interesting person who you like, doesn't matter who it is. It could be an athlete. It could be an entrepreneur. It can be some politician, some government person, whoever you like, read the stories of those people's lives, whether it's the story that they tell of their own life or a story that someone else documents their life, even if whoever the person is, where they did it from the outside looking in or where they were on the inside and they actually it was an authorized one. Read these stories because you can learn a lot about the mindsets and the approaches of these individuals. And there's a lot of insight to be gained from it, even though they're not going to put it right in your face like a personal development book would and say, hey, here's the point. They'll just tell the story and let you figure it out for yourself. But this book, Walter Isaacson, first of all, he's done several biographies. I know he has one on Ben Franklin that I have, but I haven't read yet. 
He did this one on Steve Jobs, and I'm about to read from it. He's done several others. I don't know how he finds the time to do this many biographies on this many different people's lives, but he is really good at what he does. But I'm going to read this from the book. Again, it's called Steve Jobs and is about Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Here's a quote. And this is by Steve. This is Steve talking. Remember that I'll be remembering that I'll be dead soon is the most important tool I've ever encountered to help me make the big choices in life. Because almost everything, all external expectations, all pride, all fear of embarrassment or failure, these things just fall away in the face of death, leaving only what is truly important. Remembering that you are going to die is the best way I know to avoid the trap of thinking you have something to lose. You are already naked. There is no reason not to follow your heart. Close quote. And by the way, just in case, for those of you who don't know, is he's been dead for almost a decade now. So maybe some of you don't know, but Steve Jobs is the master, the brain behind the Apple company. So that iPhone and those Mac computers and AirPods and all of that stuff, all of that was the brainchild of this guy, Steve Jobs. He's the one who started the company. He left the company, came back to the company, saved it from damn near insolvency. And then he passed. But by the time he passed, he had created the iPhone, the iPad. You know, revolutionize how Apple did what they did. And this is why Apple is what they are as a company today, because of this guy, Steve Jobs. So some of you are owners of Apple products, don't even know who Steve Jobs is. That's who he is. So go find that book and read it. So what I'm telling you here today is to make a conscious decision to be less controlled by fear. And if you need a reason to do so, Steve Jobs just gave it to you. All right, one day you're going to die anyway. And the things that you were afraid of will no longer matter. So it will soon be a habit to stop allowing fear to slow you down. Moving on to point number two, today's topic, once again, we're talking some qualitative changes you can employ today to unlock your potential or at least more of it. Number two, move before you are ready. Robert Greene talks about this in one of his books. I believe he probably mentions it in a few books. He probably mentions it in probably each of my three favorite Robert Greene books, which are The 48 Laws of Power, The 50th Law, and The 33 Strategies of War, because the 48 Laws of Power is about just having power, taking initiative. That's definitely a part of being powerful is being a person who moves first and takes initiative. The 50th Law is about fear. And we just talked about getting over fear. One way you can get over fear is to starve fear of his favorite food, which is time, and you dwelling on it. When you dwell on something, it becomes bigger in your mind. So when you're afraid of something, the longer you sit around and think about it, the bigger that fear gets because you're thinking about it and allowing it to grow in your mind. Because what we focus on, we create more of and it enlarges in our mind. So when you move before you're ready, you don't allow fear to get any bigger than it already is. And in the 33 strategies of war, I know he talks about this in the like the Blitzkrieg strategy. When you just basically annihilate and overwhelm your opponent, you move before you're ready and also maybe before they're ready. So you overwhelm them before they can get prepared for whatever you're going to come with. So in each one of these books, actually, this whole concept, even though he may not say it in so many words, applies. But anyway, you should look up Robert Greene's work, all three of those books that I just mentioned. If you have not read them already, you should. But directly correlated to what we just discussed in the first point, do not allow fear to cause you to hesitate or wait for what you think will be a better circumstance or a better opportunity for you to take action. The circumstance that you're looking at now, even if it is less than ideal, and usually circumstances are less than ideal because circumstance isn't thinking about, hey, how do we make things perfect for you? The circumstances is what it is. It usually does not get any better than what it is right now. Sometimes it does. Most of the time it doesn't. And opportunity definitely does not wait for you to get ready to take advantage of it. So the opportunities in life usually get taken off the table by people who are more fearless and more ready to take action, or at least more able to move themselves to take action right now than you were or than you are. 
Most of the time when you're forced to move before you're ready, you'll realize that you actually were already ready. It was just that your lizard brain, also known as your fear, or your just the resistance, as Stephen Pressfield talks about in The War of Art, is just slowing you down and telling you to wait until you felt like taking action. That's usually what your lizard brain is doing. Lizard brain, for those of you who aren't familiar with that term, that's the reptilian part of us as human beings. It's According to you know, evolutionary theories, we came from reptiles. So that part of our brain still exists. And it's just the very, very primitive part of our brain, not the modern you no know, 21st century way that we think, but the reptilian part that goes all the way back to when we were you know, cavemen and we didn't have language and things like that. So that lizard brain usually tries to slow you down. It leads to, again, what Stephen Pressfield calls resistance. That's just the energy that says, well, I don't have to do it now. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. Let me hesitate. Let me wait for better circumstances. Let me wait till I actually feel like doing something. The challenge for all of us is if you only wait until you feel like doing things in life, you will accomplish a lot less than you would if you just did things when you decided that they were going to get done. There's a big difference between deciding to do something and feeling like doing something. So if you think about it, how often do you feel like doing things? Usually we only feel like doing things when our energy is up at a certain level. Or maybe when we have a certain amount of momentum or things are going the way that we want them to go. The challenge is in life, you might have a whole week when things are not going the way you want them to go. Or what are you going to do that week? Nothing. Are you just going to lay in bed the whole week because things aren't going the way you want them to go? So you have to develop the ability to move yourself to action even when you don't feel like you are ready or even when you just don't feel like doing something. You have to be able to move anyway. And this is what the most successful people do. And this is a qualitative difference between successful people and unsuccessful people that is in contrast to what you may hear from a lot of motivational speakers and hype up people who will just try to tell you that there's between the successful and unsuccessful, at least on a basic level, is just that they work harder or they want it more or they have stronger desires. Those are all quantitative differences. Usually the differences between success and a lack of success is not quantitative, folks. It is usually qualitative. In other words, is a different approach that one person uses compared to the other person. They may be very similar in other ways, such as how much time they spend working, how early they get to work, how late they leave work, how hard they work. Those are all basic things. Now, on some level, can those make a difference? Yes, they can. But do they really make the biggest differences? No, they don't. As I've given you as an example, does the maintenance man at a corporate company, does the maintenance man And the CEO, you compare the two of them. Is the CEO working 100 times harder than the maintenance man? No, the laws of physics probably wouldn't even allow the CEO to work 100 times harder than the maintenance man. But does the CEO earn 100 times more money than the maintenance man? The answer is yes. So how do you explain that difference? It is not an effort thing. And it's also not an intelligence thing either. It is a qualitative thing, meaning the way the CEO approaches their work and the value that they produce from their work is worth 100 times more than the way the maintenance man approaches his or her work and the value that their work produces. That's the difference between the two of them. So that's why the qualitative differences matter so much. So listen to those two episodes that I referenced at the beginning of this this episode so that you can get the full picture of what exactly I mean when I talk about that. So again, we're talking here, we're still on point number two. And the point is moving before you're ready. Most of the time when you end up moving before you are ready, whether it is forced upon you or you just decide to do it, you force yourself to do it, you'll realize that you were already ready. Again, it was just that resistance, that lizard brain inside of you that just didn't feel like doing it yet. But once you train that lizard brain to understand that when you say things are going to go a certain way, 
that the lizard brain will be overruled. Eventually, the lizard brain will stop offering its opinion and it will just follow whatever you're saying. So the lizard brain, some people call it resistance. You call it fear. Some of you call this laziness. Some of you call it procrastination. They are all forms of the same thing. They're coming from the same place. That is a reptilian lizard brain that just doesn't feel ready right now. Your job is to condition yourself. And that's why the first chapter of my book, Work On Your Game, which you see right here if you're watching on video, is on mental conditioning, is to condition yourself to move yourself to the actions that you know you need and even want to take, even when your internal reptilian brain is telling you it does not feel like doing it. If you can just make this change right here, all of you who are in search of productivity, you're in search of more efficiency, you're in search of getting more things done, you want to be more consistent, you want to be more disciplined. These are the buzzwords that I hear from people damn near every day. And it's not necessarily that everybody in the world has these challenges, but when people are talking to me, these are the things that they bring up, probably because of the things they hear me talking about. If you want to make changes in these areas, productivity, efficiency, discipline, consistency, the number one thing you can do is train yourself to move when you tell yourself to move, not when you feel like moving. Everybody got it. If you waited until you felt like taking action on everything in your life, look at your life right now. All right, even if you think you haven't accomplished much, if you waited until you felt like doing stuff in everything that has happened in your life up to this point, forget your future accomplishments and your goals. I'm talking about the things you already have done. You probably would not have achieved half of what you've achieved already if you just did things when you felt like it. How many of you have jobs or run a business? All right, if you have a job or run a business, that means there are times you had to do things that you don't feel like doing. Is this true? Of course it is. Now, do you do those things? All right, if you still have your job or you're still running your business, then the answer is probably yes, you do. There are times you don't feel like handling stuff. You don't feel like you don't want to, but you go and handle it. Why? Because it's your job to handle it and your ability to feed your family is based on whether you handle it or not. How many of you went to school? It doesn't matter what level of school you completed. Were there times in school that the teacher had you doing something that you didn't feel like doing, but you did it anyway? Of course you did, because otherwise you would not have matriculated to the next grade or graduated or gotten a degree. There are times you have been forced to do things. If you want to use that word force or whatever word you want to use, you didn't want to do something, but you did anyway. How many of you were raised by a responsible adult? Or were there times that that adult, a parent, grandparent, whoever, told you to do something that you didn't feel like doing, but you did it anyway? Of course you did. So I just gave you three examples from your own life where there were many times you didn't feel like doing something, but you found a way to do it anyway. The challenge for all of us, this is the big challenge, and this is the thing that really makes a difference for people in life after school, outside of a boss telling you to do something. And when you're an adult and it's not your parents looking over your shoulder is how well can you move yourself to action? Because clearly from these simple examples I just gave you, you can be moved to action by other people. But can you move yourself to action? That's the question. Moving on to point number three. Today's topic, once again, is qualitative changes that can help unlock your potential. Number three, associate with people who play at a higher level than you in the area in which you want to advance. Whatever areas that matter most to you for advancement in life, go find people who are already playing the game at a higher level than you and just associate with them. Let their energy rub off on you. Now, some of you are first protest to this point is, well, Dre, I don't know these people. I'm not in your area. They don't live in the same place as me. All right, fine. Here's what you do. Do the same thing you're doing right now. Get on the internet, get on YouTube, get on a podcast, go to and sign up for somebody's course, go join their mastermind, go hire them as a coach, go to their conferences, join their programs, and you can still let their energy rub off on you. I mean, you might not be in the same city as me and we may never meet in person, but 
my energy can rub off on you simply because you're listening to me every day. So that's another form of doing this. And one of the great things about the internet is that you can associate with pretty much anybody, even if you never leave your house. So associating does not necessarily mean you need to know this person in person or have their phone number or shake their hand. Even Anywhere in your life where you want to take things to a higher level, find people who are already at that level and they do exist and get yourself into their orbit. Their orbit can be you are reading their books, you are in their course, you are a member of their coaching program. And when you do this, these people can become personal friends if you know them. You can, again, read their material. You can listen to their shows. You can follow them on some social media platform. You can get into their course. Just get into their world. And in their world, here's what they're going to share without even trying. You get around in somebody's orbit, they're going to share the following things. They're going to share their energies, their mindsets, and strategies that got them to where they are. They'll share those things without even trying because just by talking, you're going to start to learn these things. You're going to feel their energy. You will understand their mindset. When somebody talks, they're telling you what's going on in their brain, and they're going to share their strategies of how they got to where they are. The great thing about the world today is that these people who achieve at a high level, usually they have egos. And people who have egos, you know what they like to do when they achieve success? They like to tell other people about it. So they will gladly tell you how they did it. All you got to do is listen and pay attention. So this information is rather easy to access as long as you're willing to invest in yourself. And that investment can be in a form of time, money, attention, energy, or focus. It could be a combination of all five. And if you're listening to this show, for example, you're the type of person who is willing to invest in themselves. If you're not, then you probably won't be around too long because this show is all about making investments in yourself. That's why it's called working your game. Moving on to point number four. Today's topic, once again, is qualitative changes that can help unlock your potential. Number four, reinvent yourself and leave old habits behind cold turkey. What's cold turkey mean? Cold turkey means right on the spot. Cold turkey is like, for example, somebody's smoking cigarettes. They decide to quit smoking cold turkey. That means they don't slowly go from smoking two packs a day to one and a half to one pack to half a pack to two cigarettes a day. And then finally they stop. Cold turkey means I'm going from two packs to zero immediately. And there are some withdrawal complications that come with that. But that's what I mean when I say cold turkey. I mean, oh, that's what it means when people say cold turkey it means immediately you make the wholesale change, not slowly, gradually getting there. Do it right now. And there's nothing stopping you from doing this because, again, if your boss or your customers or your parent or your teacher at school told you you had to, you would do it. So nothing stopping you from telling yourself the exact same way. The difference is just do you respect yourself enough to trust your own word? So if you could follow each of these first three points, this fourth point actually becomes easy. This is the easiest thing to do. Reinventing yourself and leaving behind old habits cold turkey. This domino is the easiest domino to make fall if you follow what I just told you in points one, two, and three. I personally could and probably still can never understand the mindset of a person who says they want to make change, but they need to do it slowly. I mean, as long as you have the resources to make the change, what's stopping you? And often, this is something that I've said many times before, and I'll say it many times in the future. Often, the biggest qualitative changes you make are not things where you need to add on. So it's not like you need some sort of material resources to do them. Usually, the biggest qualitative changes are deletions. They're getting rid of things. So everybody has the resources to delete stuff. Now, if I said you need the resource of you need a car, but you don't have a car right now, you're on the bus. Now, you might not have the resources to go get the car immediately. But if I say, all right, the resource to stop smoking two packs a day and go to zero, all right, what resources do you need to do that? You don't need a resource. You just stop doing it. Now, yeah, you some of you might be thinking, well, Dre is not always that simple. Well, actually, it is actually that simple. In fact, it is that simple. The only thing that makes it complicated is you and your reptilian brain telling you that is not simple. And that's because you built up a habit of doing things one way. So it doesn't feel like it's simple enough to do them a different way. 
but it is as simple as you hearing my voice. When I decided, for example, that I would start eating more clean and I was going to go vegan back in 2013, I did that that day because what resources did I need to do? I didn't really need any resources. All I needed to do was take all the packaged foods that I had just bought from the grocery store the day before. I remember this because I literally spent like $50 at the grocery store the day before. I needed to take all those packaged goods and $50 is, you know, I shop at Whole Foods for the most part these days. $50 is, doesn't get you a whole lot of stuff at Whole Foods these days. But if you're eating packaged goods, like the stuff that comes in the middle aisles in the grocery store, $50 will get you a nice shopping cart full of stuff. So I had a whole shopping cart full of stuff that I spent about 50 bucks on. And I took all that stuff back to the grocery store and got a refund. I had a, or yeah, like a little gift certificate for it was 40 something bucks. And then I went and got some vegetables with it. And it was like not even 30% of the bag, but that's a different story for a different day. But my decision to change, this is the point. I did it that day. This was not like a six month transition period. All right, I'm just going to keep eating packaged goods and I'll slowly take get off of that stuff because I'm looking at myself like, well, listen, I'm a professional athlete. And if this material actually will apply and work the way that my intellect told me that it would, then why would I wait six months to change? Let's do it right now. When I decided I would start wearing a business suit like I have on right now while you're watching this, at least sometimes, it didn't take me a month to start doing it. I did it the very day that I decided I was going to do it. I said, okay, I'm going to start doing this. I got the resources. I already had the resources to do it. I just hadn't done it. If you have the resources, you have the time, money, attention, energy, and focus to do the things that you want to do, then you need to be doing them right now. This is not something that should take you two months or two years or even two weeks right now. And this goes right back to what I talked about, moving before you're ready. You might not think you're ready to make this change right now, but you know you need to make the change. You just feel like you're not ready for it. Okay, and then that's a good enough reason to do it right now. This right here, what I just said, this is why you need a coach. This is the value of having someone who can put a foot in your ass, metaphorically speaking, and tell you and remind you really to do the thing that you know you need to do and do it right now. This is one of the values of having that type of person in your life so that you cannot allow your lizard brain to overpower your conscious thinking. Because the lizard brain has been around for millennia. It has more experience in controlling you than your conscious thoughts have in controlling you. Your conscious thoughts, how often do you have a conscious thought? Like, I should do this, this, and this. But then a week goes by, you remember that you thought about it, but you never did it. How many of you have ever had that happen? We've all had that happen. Why? Because your reptilian brain, which has been around way longer, is stronger than your conscious thinking. So no matter how many books you read, how many courses you sign up for, how many conferences you attend to, how many great motivational speeches you hear, your reptilian lizard brain will always overpower anything that you consciously think if that's all you got. If it's just a fight between your conscious thoughts and your reptilian thoughts, your reptilian thoughts will always win. This is why people don't change. People don't change in life because, not because they're dumb, not because they don't have access to the information. It's simply because they don't have strategies for overpowering the lizard brain inside of you. And when I say lizard and reptilian, I'm talking about the same thing. Lizard is a reptile, by the way. People don't have strategies for overpowering their lizard brain with simply, you can't overpower it with just conscious thinking. That's not possible. But actually, there is one way you can do it, and that's by the power of repetition. But that requires long-term discipline, but something, another thing a lot of people don't have. You need strategies for overpowering your lizard brain. And just telling yourself you want to do something is usually not enough. Not for most people, in my experience. But you tell me about your experience. But I know what your experience is because I get the text messages every single day. I read the comments every day. I get the emails every day. I know what's slowing people down. It's the same stuff over and over again. More disciplined, more efficient, more productive, more consistent. Why are you not doing these things? You already know what to do. Why are you not doing them? 
Again, when people are saying they want to be more of these things, they know exactly what they want to be more efficient, productive, consistent, and disciplined in. They're simply not doing it. Why are you not doing it? I just told you. Your wizard brain is slowing you down. But until you employ a strategy or tools or strategies, it can be plural, to overpower the wizard brain, your wizard brain is going to keep beating you and keeping you in the same spot. Again, this is why most people do not change. Because the lizard brain is stronger than anything you could possibly think or read or watch or download. I should do a whole episode just on this point alone. You can reinvent yourself at the snap of a finger, everybody. You can reinvent yourself anytime that you want to. It is not a two-year process. It's not even a two-week process. Reinvention starts in the mind, and it starts with the way that you think. So what it really is, when people say reinventing themselves, you know what reinventing yourself really is? It's a decision. That's what it is. It's not Google. It's not on YouTube. It's a decision that you make in your own mind. Now, it may take time for the rest of the world to catch up to your reinvention for them to find out. But by the time they find out, it's not new to you, is it? It will not be new to you at the same time that it's new to everybody else. It's already old to you by the time the rest of the world catches up. Question is, when are you going to get started? Because it can't become new until somebody does something. And guess who the somebody is? Let's recap today's class with qualitative changes to help unlock your potential Again, listen to episodes 2228 and 2229 for a full detail on what I mean when I talk about qualitative versus quantitative change, where I explain the difference between them in detail. Point number one, become more fearless. Simple concept means stop allowing fear to slow you down, cause you hesitation, cause you to second guess, keep you from throwing your hat in the ring when you see an opportunity for yourself. This is the main thing that slows people down from success in life is some form of fear, even though we may not call it fear, is usually fear. So make a conscious decision to be less controlled by fear. And it becomes a habit. Point number two, move before you are ready. This is probably the biggest point in this episode. This is directly correlated to what we just discussed in the first point. When you don't allow fear to cause you to hesitate or wait for a better circumstance to take action, because usually the circumstance doesn't change. Maybe the way you look at it changes, but the circumstance itself doesn't change. The challenge with this is your lizard brain, also known as fear. Fear comes from your lizard brain. It's slowing you down and telling you to wait until you feel like taking action. The problem is if you wait on your feelings to do anything in life, you're probably not going to achieve much. Point number three, associate with those who play life at a higher level than you in whatever area matters most to you. Get around these individuals. The good thing about the internet is that you can get around these people without ever leaving your couch, without ever leaving your house, and you never need to meet these people in person. But if you do, even better. So information is easily accessible as long as you're willing to invest in yourself through the forms of time, money, attention, energy, and focus. And if you're listening to a show called Work On Your Game, you better be willing to invest in yourself or you are in the wrong place. Now, number four, Reinvent yourself and leave your old habits behind cold turkey. If you follow points one, two, and three, then reinventing yourself. Actually, this is a simple, very easy point if you follow what I've already told you. So when I decided to start eating cleaner, it was that day. When I decided I was going to put on a suit, it wasn't, uh, let me wait a month before I feel like doing it. No, it was, I'm going to do it right now, today. If you have the resources, then you could do things right now. And usually the biggest changes that we make in our lives, the biggest qualitative changes are not additions, folks. They are usually deletions. They're eliminations of things. So it's nothing stopping you from doing these things because you don't need resources to stop doing stuff. You need resources to start doing things. Many of you don't need to start doing stuff. You need to delete stuff that is in your way. You get the blockages out of the way, then the success becomes a whole lot easier. The challenge for many of you, as I've already explained, is that your lizard brain is in the way. It is causing you to hesitate, to doubt, to fear, to delay, to procrastinate because it has millions of years of training and controlling you. And until you employ some strategies and tools that can help you overcome the lizard brain, the lizard brain will keep winning and it will keep you in the same spot. So wherever you are right now in life, 
Get a Snickers bar and get comfortable because you ain't going anywhere for a while until or unless you make some changes. And I just told you what they are. All that said, text me to get my daily motivation free of charge straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you can get access to my coaching programs, where you get access to me to work with me directly. And you like what you heard here today. Imagine when I'm focused on exactly where you are, exactly what your challenges are, and we can get insightful about where you're at and how we get you where you want to be. Workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.